Hello and welcome to the Pure Championship podcast. We've entered the final stretch of the season and there's still plenty to play from in the league from top to bottom. Starting at the top, Kilmarnock have just about secured a return to the top flight next season and could potentially clinch the title this season with a win this weekend, should Arbroath lose. How do you feel, Ali? Is this a weekend for a title win for your beloved men? I don't think so, Cammy. I wish I shared your apparent optimism. I think it's going to go, at the very least, to our game with Arbroath next Friday night and part of me also thinks it's probably actually going to go to the final day, which won't do my nerves any good at all. But yeah, I, I don't foresee the title being wrapped up before the final day of the season. Having said that, though, I did say that Partick Thistle would be well and truly in the title race. And, and well, that's quite far from the truth as it's turned out. But uh, yeah, I think our both have shown over the last few weeks a really commendable determination. They've shown that they won't fall away. They've shown that they won't make it easy for Kilmarnock. And yeah, based on that, based on the fact that it's a really difficult game for Kilmarnock on Friday night, they've not won away at Inverness since 2010. It's a Friday night game as well, and we've not tended to fare too well on Friday night games. So yeah, I think I wouldn't be too surprised if going into the game next Friday, there's only a point separating Kilmarnock and our growth, Cammy. Wow. I mean, yeah, I can imagine your nerves will be shot if that is the case. But mm. I think to be a bit more positive before we get to the more negative stuff further down the table, I, I'd like to kind of see it done and dusted purely for, for your sake. But also just because, in fact, no, I'm speaking rubbish. I don't want to see it. I, I do want to see it go to the end of the season because for, for several seasons, as we've highlighted numerous times throughout the season, Hearts were, were destined to win that, were guaran- almost guaranteed to Dundee United, Rangers and so on. There were so many teams just guaranteed to win, whereas you are almost there. You have got 98% of the way there. It's just needing that kind of final step. And I mean, the fact that it's managed to last this long is, is brilliant, I guess. And the fact pretty much every team in the league still has something to play for, barring maybe one or two. Um, Morton really, well... Yeah, Morton are probably the only team that are really stuck either way. Um, they're, they're not going to go down, I don't think. Um, but they're just kind of on the cusp of the not reaching the playoffs either. But other than that, pretty much anything can happen in this league, as we know. Um, there's still a few teams fighting for the title. Still plenty to be playing for in the playoffs in terms of seedings and who kind of takes that final seed. And then plenty down the bottom end as well now. With Kelly, just going back to them, you've certainly found form at the right time with your, your kind of mm. run of wins and the only real blip being that one-all draw against Morton. And for a team that maybe has, has faltered along the way a little and maybe had some doubts, they've shown maybe why they should win the title whilst Arbroath had their falter a few weeks ago. Kelly managed to kind of take advantage of that, got themselves the points clear. Now it's, if anything, it's all pressure on Arbroath because they know if they slip up, it almost means curtains for the kind of fairy tale title um, chances. So yeah, you say that, Cammy. You talk about pressure, but to be honest, I mean, the the expectation is that, and, and understandably so, the expectation is that Kilmarnock would go up. So in that sense, if our growth could turn around that four point deficit, then it's almost a fairy tale within a fairy tale um, because they are four points behind with three games to go and. I'm not saying that because I don't think that will happen. I, I wouldn't be too surprised if somehow Kilmarnock contrived to to throw away that four-point lead. But uh, no, I think 
obviously there is a degree of pressure on our growth because they've been so near to the top of the table or they've been top of the table for such a large part of the season. But on, on the same, you know, by the same token, I think they've done so well to be where they are right now and to still be in with a, not just a chance, but a significant chance of going up automatically. I wouldn't say there's too much pressure on them. And even if they do miss out on automatic promotion, you do have to almost fancy them in the playoffs just because they have that determination, they have that strength throughout the park. I mean, they're they're not perfect, but they're so difficult to beat and they've got that team spirit, arguably the the strongest team spirit in the whole division. So, no, I don't think there's too much pressure on them. And worst case scenario, they're they're in the division for another season. You know, potentially they they go again next year. They'll have the same manager, I would imagine. They'll have that same attraction of being a part-time club which can afford to pay more than most part-time clubs can pay and yeah I think that they're in a good place whether or not they they do go up at the end of the season Cami. So again that kind of leads me in quite nicely you'd mentioned the playoffs and then potentially ending up there do you think it's better or worse for Arbroath or Kelly kind of whoever does finish that in that second spot that's is it better or worse that they get that kind of wee break whilst the first round of the playoffs is contested between third and fourth is that Good? Is it bad? Does it favour the winner of the first round to kind of carry momentum in from winning? So those kind of at the moment in the first round, it's likely to be Inverness versus Partick Thistle. How how do you kind of see the, the promotion playoffs? I think it's obviously quite difficult to try and forecast exactly how that would go. But I think at the end of a quite grueling season, quite a condensed season as well, to have that extra break, particularly if you are to go on into you know the playoff final with the team from the top flight. I think to have had that extra break, no matter how small that break may be, would always be beneficial. And I hear what you're saying about momentum, but I just I just think there's 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 a lot to be said for having had an extra week or so, or however long it is, to to rest those legs to plan your game. Essentially, I think that is so important and yeah to be honest I would if I was a manager if I was a player I'd probably rather have that extra week than than have a game in which yes you could gather some momentum but you know you could also pick up a few injuries uh you could also yeah tire yourself out not not too much but yeah I think physically you would much rather have that extra week off Cammy. I think you've made quite a decent argument for the fact that maybe does favour whoever finishes second like you say Mm-hmm. any injuries or whatever it gives them that time and then you're getting a complete look at the teams who will be playing they then don't have that rest yes they maybe carry the momentum but they've then not got that chance to rest because it's quite if I remember correctly quite a quick turnaround in these matches certainly at the relegation playoffs because my team may or may not be involved in them I'm, I'm quite well versed in how they, they're going to work and I know it's quite a quick turnaround between the matches so I mean yeah if Inverness and Partick play quite soon after the season finishes and then need to go in to take on our growth, yeah, it will be quite quite difficult, like you say, after a grueling season. So looking kind of the opposite end of the table then, Ali, um, at the bottom, Queen of the South seems somewhat doomed of some six behind and on a five-match losing run in the league. Now, I think the only saving grace for them is they've four games left, so they've got 12 points up for grabs, but... Certainly won't be easy for them. Um, can they do the same and unthinkable and stay up? Probably not, Cami. I think they obviously had that brief new manager bounce when uh, Lily Gibson took over. But 
yeah, as you're saying, that they're on a terrible run at you know a really important point in the season. So yeah, I, I'm really struggling to see to see Queen somehow wrangle their way out of this quite difficult corner. Um, and I think the teams around them. I mean, I thought Dunfermline were really poor on the weekend when they came to Kilmarnock, but I think the teams around them probably still have more in the tank than Queen of the South. And yeah, even in a playoff, if Queen's were to avoid going down automatically, I think, you know, there's a strong pool of teams they could potentially face coming up from League One. So, no, I, as much as uh, as it pains me to say it, um, I think Queen of the South have, yeah, they're, they're not so much a staple of the championship, but uh, yeah, you know, they've, over the last few seasons, they've, they've been there and, and iconic stadium. And it's always good to have clubs at that level from the south of Scotland. There aren't too many of them in the sort of top two leagues um, at all. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I, as much as it pains me to say, I, I think they are probably doomed. I think it's, yeah, it's terrible run of form at the worst moment in the season. And yeah, in terms of quality, I'm not too convinced that they have the quality to dig themselves out of this difficult hole, Cammy. Well, I'm glad you see it as I do. Um, looking kind of at the final four fixtures, and Arbroath this weekend, then face Inverness at home on Tuesday night, and then after that, the final two. I mean, if they can somehow get results against Arbroath and Inverness, they really kind of do, I guess, have a chance. It's kind of back in their hands because then it's Air United and then Dunfermline on the final day of the season. So the fact that they're playing the two closest teams to them right at the very death. I mean, if there's a lifeline being thrown, I don't think you could ask for much better than that. But then facing Arbroath, Arbroath know what, what's going to, or kind of what's at stake as we discussed earlier on in the podcast. So, yeah, Queen of the South, like like you say, a, a, not necessarily a staple of the championship, but a team that you're kind of just used to being there. They always just kind of survive, maybe have the odd flirtation, have a, always seem to be a club that attracts players from down south and bring them into the game um, up here and yeah it's maybe just the fact they can't really get a squad together for several years we've seen the kind of benefits yeah. that brings such as at Arbroath where they've had guys even dating back to the mm-hmm. League 2 days still yeah. in that team whereas Queen of the South it's almost year on year it's a turnover and yeah. I mean for Baccarat and Johnson as long as they did they, they somewhat deserve to be where they are but that, that's something I don't think Queen of the South fans would disagree with me on. He probably got too long um, when things were going pear-shaped. And, yeah, it was just another one of those things. Stephen Dobby, like we've said, kind of tailed off a bit the previous mm-hmm. season. And I, I don't even know if he'd have made all that much of a difference this year. They've just been really bereft of that quality. Barn, very few moments. Willie Gibson, like you say, Managed to bring that new manager bounce in for a few weeks and it did seem like they could have maybe turned things around. Things were kind of in their favour again. I'm sure they were just a few points ahead and done from a bottom. But since then, things have flipped on their head. And although the pars have kind of picked up form, that they're not entirely clear of them. And I'm, I'd say I'm maybe still a bit concerned. Not because I think Queen of the South are going to do wonders, but purely because I think the pars could do it in the most parsed fashion ever and bottle the final three league games and Queen of the South would fluke enough points <laughs> uh, in the remaining games to overtake us and we'd go bottom. But talking of Dunfermline and we mentioned them earlier, Air, they're fighting out to avoid their relegation playoff and it's almost certain that one of those two clubs will, will be in that 
um, position come the end of the season and they face one another this weekend in perhaps the biggest six-pointer of all time, which may or, not, may or may not be true. But anyway, how how do you think this goes, Ali? Obviously, you've you've seen Dunfermline quite recently and then I, know, I obviously know your thoughts on Ayr as a, as a Kilmarnock fan, but how, how do you kind of think this goes? Can Ayr put the kind of nail in the Pars coffin? They're already a few points ahead. It would make it really tough for the Pars or can the Pars get level on points with them and then benefit and avoid that spot? To be honest, it's obviously, as you've made quite clear, it's such an important game for both teams. I wouldn't be too surprised to see this finish nil-nil or one all. I think you would imagine it would be quite low scoring. Based on Dunfermline's performance at Rugby Park on Saturday, I I thought Dunfermline were really poor, Cammy. I I thought in particular, uh, down the left side, they looked quite vulnerable and... So maybe it's recency bias, which makes me think if one team's going to edge it, it would be Air United. Um, I think also Air United have in, in Kerr McEnroy, one of the best players in the division. I've been really impressed with him at Air United recently. And he's capable of yeah, some moments of magic, as he showed in the, the game against Aki's recently at Somerset Park. So I think probably with that in mind, and yeah, with the recency bias, if you like, of having watched Dunfermline, just a few days ago and having watched them play so poorly just a few days ago I'm inclined to say that I do think Air would probably edge this one if not I think it's going to be a you know a tight draw but in any event as you see Cammy it's so important and for Dunfermline I think if, if, if you if you guys were to lose this one I think yeah you're at very most going to make the the relegation playoffs and you're also I suppose if Queens can somehow pull off a miraculous result away at Arbroath which I highly doubt would happen, but if they were to somehow come away from that game with three points, then it's starting to look very bleak indeed for Dunfermline. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be so tight. I think it'll be quite scrappy. I don't think it'll be too much quality on display outside of perhaps Kerr McEnroy. But yeah, I think it's not going to be one for the purists, but for yeah, for, for for the lovers of the championship, it's going to be it's going to be all the things that make the championship so great as maybe not so much a spectacle but as a, a league which throws up plenty of unpredictable surprises yeah definitely and obviously you're speaking of the recency bias and how poor the pars were on saturday now talking of kind of recency bias i guess you could say um if you look at the pars recent results we absolutely hammered partick Thistle 4-1 then followed that with a terrible terrible performance away to inverness we then played Rafe Rovers at home and played absolutely phenomenal again, followed that with a poor performance away to Kilmarnock. We're then at home again to air. So going by recent, it, it should mean we play well, and then we go and lose to Partick Thistle and then beat Queen of the South because the home form has been really good. We've played really well at home this season. I don't think there's been many games where we've come away going, yeah, we've been really outclassed here. Um it's just one of those things, you look at the kind of head-to-head between ourselves and Air this season, they battered us early doors this season 3-1, we then got our own back, beating them 3-0 at East End, and then we, we draw one each of them back in February um, at their place, and I mean, there's not been much, well, especially in that most recent, I mean, there wasn't really that much between the two sides, and yeah, it's one of those, like you say, it's so, so close, and Air... 
maybe have more pressure on them. I don't know. It's one of those, I'm maybe saying that just to try and put the pressure off the pars and make myself feel a bit better because hmm. no, it's kind of similar to the Kelly Arbroath situation, but just it's, there's maybe a bit more at stake in that if you're relegated, there's a lot more that goes wrong than if you end up, say, Kelly Arbroath where you finish second, yet you stay in the league. Because if you go down the league, it's, I'd say it's maybe a different story. Um, yeah, there's obviously tons of pressure on the pars to stay up, given the the preseason predictions and the kind of money spent and just the kind of caliber of player on the team. Because the past few weeks have shown this team's capable, and it's just so frustrating when you have matches like Saturday, where if it wasn't for Jakob Stelarczyk, it could have probably been close to double figures uh, for Kelly. Stelarczyk was absolutely phenomenal, and it was clear to see why mm-hmm. Yogi Hughes was raving about him with the number of saves he pulled off. There was a cracking double save. Mm-hmm. With him, the opposite end from the way fans that he made, it was a, there was just some brilliant, brilliant saves that yeah that he made, and he did. I'm saying he kept us in the game like we actually done anything, but <laughs> it was just one of those games where things could have been so much worse, and it's such a cliche to say it could have been worse if the goalie wasn't in or whatever. But it was the fact he made the SPFL team of the week. I think goes to show <laughs> just how fantastic he played. Yeah, he was great, um, and. Fair play for admitting that as well, because I've seen you giving it plenty to, to the Dunfermline players on, on the side of the touchline. <laughs> oh, yes, Cammy, we were strategically positioned down the, the bottom corner of the East Stand so that we could uh, let the Dunfermline boys know that they were, they were in for a game. <laughs> but anyway, so coming into the kind of final bit of this podcast then, I'm going to ask you two questions. Uh-huh. Who wins the title? Oh, <laughs> And who goes automatically down? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> the title. I'm going to say our bro, so that if, if Kelly do contrive to throw away this four-point lead, then at the very least I can take consolation from the fact that I predicted our bro would go up because every other prediction I've made on the podcast so far this year has turned out to be inaccurate. So, I'm going to say our bro will go up in the hope that I will put the, the, the pure championship uh, curse... Oh. On them, and then who's going to go straight down? It's, it's Queen of the South, and then I think probably, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say it, Cammy. I'm really sorry. Uh, the Pars will be in the playoffs, and it's going to be a tough, tough playoff game. Whoever they play, because yeah, that pool of teams in League One who they could potentially face. There are some really difficult teams in really good form. So yeah, I don't hold out too much hope for the Championship team going into the the playoffs. Uh, to get relegated or to, to stay in the championship this season, Cammy. Well, let, let's hope that your your prediction continues to be wrong. Um, I'd probably... <laughs> I'll, I'll say Kelly for the league. I think just the, the four points clear by the time you face off in two weeks. Like, you could sit back and just secure it that way. It'd be a scummy way to do it, but it's still very much in your hands. And, yeah, like, like we kind of said, the pressure's probably more on our growth because they know they've got to keep on winning or that's it kind of thing. Um, Queen of the South, I think, are down the pars had we managed to get a result against Inverness or when we played Mott. Like, there's so many points during the pars season where it's like, if we just got a result there, I mean, that's so easy to see because if we'd got a result there or there, we could have been top of the league. But mm-hmm. that, that's for another season. Maybe next season re- results go our way. Um, but I'm going to say we beat Air this weekend 
we managed to get a draw away to Thistle and then we beat Queen of the South on the final day of the season and stay up on goal difference. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I, like, I like the optimism, Cammy, and I like the script writing as well. You could you could definitely get a career in that because that would that would certainly for for the good people of Dunfermline be quite the Hollywood movie. I, well, it would. It's just there's always I don't know why this will always stick with me. And about the two thousand four or five season, West Brom stayed up. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I've just remembered this. Well, I'm saying it's just Jeff Hurstfield scored like a, a really really late goal to keep them up, mm-hmm. and I just have this like romantic vision that someone that the Pars fans of maybe like Graham Dorans, for example, is going to come on. And he's not played in weeks because I think he's been injured. And to be fair, been better without me. He's going to come on and score a world world day and keep us up or. Or Yogi Hughes himself will somehow score it, or I don't know. But Are you going to say that it will be like that game from, I think it was Brazil, where the, the manager or the assistant manager stepped on to stop a through ball, to stop a counter-attack? Is, is, is Yogi Hughes going to do something similar for Tom Fermlin? And uh, well, I think if that happens, to be honest, the goal would quite rightly be chopped out and Tom Fermlin would probably be, be duly punished, Cammy. So hopefully it's the, the former of those two. Uh, scenarios. Yeah, you've if there's the any manager in the league that would do that, it would probably be Yogi. So oh, no, I, I, mean, would, no, I, would, I would say I would say that Campbell would oh, be. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the corner comes in, and our both need a last minute goal to secure promotion. Who's there? It's it's not the keeper. It's it's Dick Campbell, and he nods it in <laughs> uh, over the keeper and and whips off his top and runs into the crowd, and the referee says, "What are you doing? You're the manager." <laughs> you can't, you can't do that, and then blows the whistle, and our bros' title hopes are over. Um, that's not a prediction for me because the way my predictions go. Oh, actually, you know what? That is a prediction because, yeah, then that wouldn't happen. I don't know. I'm tying myself in, in prediction knots here, Cammy. Uh, anyway. Yeah, indeed. I love how you you suggested Dick Cameron take his top off and not just launch his bunt at the ball and just like kind of odd job it like out of James Bond. He just launched the bunt and. Deflected and kind of like Darren Bent with the, the beach ball. With the beach ball, yeah, the, the Dick Campbell bunnet. <laughs> that, that'll be it. That, that, that's how the season's going to end. That would probably well, be a to be honest. Just plant somebody in the crowd behind the goal to throw on Dick a Campbell's bunnet. And uh, yeah, the, the header's going wide and it deflects off Dick Campbell's bunnet and into the goal. Uh, if Kelly miss out on automatic promotion because Dick Campbell's bunnet's been planted in the six yard box, I'll, uh, I'll understandably be slightly aggrieved, Cammy. Oh no! You'd surely allow that to happen. That would be. <laughs> I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I was about to say you'd eat your hat. You'd you maybe eat the bonnet, but uh, no, oh, I wouldn't. Cammy, anyway. I wouldn't. But uh, anyway. Anyway, on that note, we'll be back once everything is said and done. We'll be here bringing the the reaction with well the title winners and the team relegated and kind of everything else in between. And then after that, I'll be reacting to what happens in the playoffs and then. Maybe one more podcast after that before we wrap up for the season. So we'll see you in a few weeks and fingers crossed our predictions. Well, some don't go to plan and others do. We'll see you soon. <laughs>